Commerce and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Captain Clay Tiberius Clark, and I am steering the entrepreneurship today right into your ear hole. And I'm joined here today with the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who calls himself the business pig, and he needs no other introduction than just a bunch of cowbell. It's Dr. Robert Zellner. Clay, I made a critical mistake today. Critical. Critical. Uh, you you have sandals on. Uh, cap check. You, your cabs are looking good. Check. Uh, I think I think you're good. I think you're good. I, I think you're good too. I don't know. I, I made a critical critical mistake. In fact, I need to probably find one of our Thrive Time Show hoodies, which are all the rage now. By the way. Oh yeah. With the oh, boom yeah. on the back it's of it. It's the move. It's the move. Uh, because I got up this morning and got dressed, not even thinking about the weather. Oh, you know what? You and, it's, and fall. It's has a little arrived. bit colder. It's it's a little bit. Yes. Can I can I accuse you of some? Can I call you out? Can I just right here on the show? Just just do. I mean, can I, can I go past the line? Can I say no? It, if a, I said no, would, well, it, would it matter? I feel like you're, I feel like you're you're kind of a, a, a sellout. You're not wearing a soccer jersey today. We're in a polo, and it just seems a little too formal. I feel like you like the the man. I mean, I know you are the the man, but I mean, I think the man the, the man is holding you down. You got to put back on a jersey. What's well, going in, on? In, in, in full disclosure, my okay. my uh, my personal assistant has gotten on to me a little bit about no. just wearing soccer jerseys all the time. Can I, so can I, I have to wear. A, I'm going to call her out on the radio okay. just because she's fashionable, nice. She's uh, uh, married to one of your partners. She's a good person. She's generally speaking has high style and fashion. Doesn't mean she's right. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the, the man bear pigs put, all put, over the world put, want you to wear that jersey. Exactly. So uh, actually this morning I had one run by the uh, radio stations, uh, their scripts, and make commercials for uh, my, my optometry business. And uh, so I thought, you know, I'm going to be seeing her. And I thought, well, I almost, I almost had a soccer jersey on. I was close. And I yeah. Thought, I'll wear one of these silly little polo shirts. <laughs> and okay, then that yeah. way I won't catch any grief today. Okay, well you've really you've yeah, there's really, only so many people in your life that can actually give you grief. You know, at some point, you know, well, your 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 classiness is a problem. I'm tired of I'm, I'm tired of the class. I want to, I want you to get down to your roots. I want you to quit washing your hands. Yeah. I want you to stop saying hello to people. I want yeah. you to when you see a, a nice like right now you typically are opening the door for people. I want you to slam that door when Do you it. see a young a young child. I want you to reach down and take their ice cream and eat it and point. say, you will never forget this day. Point and laugh. Just That's point and laugh at the little See, kids. you can be more memorable if you start taking the, the, the uh, ice cream from babies. Th- those are all ideas. I'm not going to say they're good <laughs> ideas, and I will take those into consideration, but I think I'm probably going to err on the side of not changing. Uh, mm. not changing oh, that, that's a classy way. answer there, Z. I, I, that's a classy now, answer. You know, Clay, I mean, if you, if, who in your life could, could call you out on the clothes you wear, and it would affect your decision? I mean, Vanessa, obviously, your wife. Nobody now. Nobody, not even Vanessa. No, because we've had the we we did we did the family photo years ago. Yeah, where I wore the sweater. Oh yeah, and the when sweater. I put the sweater on, I yeah. just felt like I turned in my man card. Yeah, and I ju- I mean I I and she knows how I am. I'm I'm very uh, let's say mercurial. 
It's my personality type. Oh, wow. So I, I, Vanessa goes, do you like these family photos? And I said, I hate it. I look like a doofus. I look like, a, like an idiot. I look like I'm a, like a yuppie. And she's was like, it, well, we kind of are yuppies. yuppies. And I'm like, no, I'm tired. I'm, tired. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking at that photo. I'll walk into the house, but I will never look at a photo of me in that stupid sweater that matches. Because people that match sweaters, those people. I'm not one. And she goes, okay, fine. So now I wear whatever I want every day. And I'm not, I'm not changing. Not doing it. Nope. So do you still take a Christmas family photo? Uh, yeah, this year we're doing it, but it's going to be in my hoodie. You're going to do it in your hoodie? Yeah, for real. Well, sure, why I'm not? I'm no longer dressing up. I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to walk on a bridge for you to take a photo in a matching sweater. No, no, no. I'm wearing my hoodie, oh, taking so a photo sweet. in my man cave to celebrate our family unity. That's what I'm doing. The last what, time what? I put on a suit was for your son's wedding, and I'm not doing it again. Well, what, what, uh, what was color was the sweater? Because, I mean, I can picture you guys. You're sitting there. you got your matching sweaters <laughs> on, and, and you're... You're all snuggled up. You got a fire, fake Hi. fire going on behind Real you. Quick, before we take this photo, can I have your man card? You know, and they're and the photographers like now hold each other's hands and look I want, lovingly into. I want into you their to eyes. imagine that you're together on a beach celebrating your romance. Now give me your man card. I'm not doing. See, I'm not I, doing it. I'm not doing it. No, not doing it. Here's the well, deal. you don't get. You know what? I I applaud your stick to itness and I applaud your decision and I think you and the hoodie I think the whole family should, can the whole family wear the hoodie that's what I'm going to do it's, oh. a, it's a new uniform oh there oh, you go yeah oh. there we go we're bringing the hoodie back well, now, that'll Thrive make a Nation. memorable Christmas picture Thrive Nation <laughs> we are talking about the art of getting things done now what is it what does it mean to get things done well so many people they they wake up and they say gosh you know I, I if I only had the time I would get it done now the thing is we all have 24 hours a day think about this Oprah grew up as a, as a perpetually abused kid. Uh, she, was, she was unfortunately sexually abused as a kid. Um, she had a miscarriage. She had no money. She had nothing. And she went out and became something. Steve Jobs, you know, was, was adopted. He was kind of in search of his original biological family, trying to his, his identity. He didn't have a background in computers. And he went on to build the biggest company on the planet, the most valuable company on the planet, the company that's actually worth more than Poland. I mean, this guy is, Steve Jobs is just, I mean, think about this, Disney. <laughs> well, wait, 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 yeah. wait, the entire country of Poland? Yeah, you got to look this up real quick, what, what Apple could buy right now with their cash reserves. It's pretty crazy, because a lot of these countries are, you know, pretty much in the deficit, and these, uh, you, you look this up, he could actually buy Apple's cash value, I know he's dead now, but Apple could buy, I think it's Twitter, it was like, it was like, it was like major companies, so it was like Twitter, and like Volkswagen, and Chrysler, and all these companies cash, and still have X amount left over, and they were naming countries they could buy, kind of a crazy thing. So That is a crazy thing. Yeah, so Steve Jobs, I mean, he, he gets things done. Warren Buffett got things done, and he grew up with humble beginnings. So how do these people do it? Well, one is they manage their time very differently. If you're around an enormously successful person, and then you're around another enormously successful person, and then another, you'll soon start to discover there's a common denominator. There's a common thing they all do. And they're all the best managers of time you will ever see. And even the best managers of time are always trying to get better at managing their time. So they have systems upon systems. And every year, Z, I bet you ask yourself, hey, how can I be more efficient and more purposeful in how I spend my time with those I love and the things I want to do? Yeah, exactly. And you know, the thing about it is, like, like we've talked about, and, and, and in our in-person workshop, we actually spend quite a bit of time on time management. We do. A lot of time. It's, it's very, if you get nothing else out of the workshop, I've had many thrivers say, I can't believe how much less I work now and how much more I make. It, that is the beauty of it, and that is the goal. That is what we're here to teach you, is to work less and make more, work less 
in your business, more on your business, and then also make more money. And so we're teaching you the 66 moves. The 66 moves over the Did next... Did you do that because six. my auction Z66? Z, Route there, 66? Z, there's a, there's, there, there is. There's just... It, I'm, always, I'm always trying to do the secret moves. And then when you call me out and say, is that why? I'm not going to say yes, but... but I'll just hint at it. Yes, that was the idea. Try to tie it in. See, try, it's, it's, try it's, to, it's the Zohan. It's, it's the, Zohan. the It's the yeah. You just couldn't stand it. It's just drawn to it, you right? Have, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a subconscious. It's move. the full package. Now, move number eight, the full package, is cut negative people and family members out of your life. Now, this might seem harsh, Ooh, that's mean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get Z's take on this. Z, when does a family member or a team member when do they get? So let's go with team first. When does an employee get to a level where you say? You know what? I am no longer willing to put up with that. What is the 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 threshold where you say it's time to go? Yeah, the threshold. Matter of fact, I I had lunch with I mean a dinner with my son this week, and we were having this exact conversation uh, mm. about uh, family and friends that are you know people that are close to you that then end up working for you, right? Right. And how they have a certain amount of grace on them that you will put up with more from them than you do maybe some dude you don't know off the street. As a, as an example. Uh, all of the first DJs I hired were all friends. Every single one of my first employees was a friend. And one of the things that would happen is a wedding would start at 6, and the setup would be at 4. You start, you set up at 4, mm-hmm. you go to 6 at the Garden Center. This is the first time it happened. There's a wedding at the Garden Center, 21st and uh, Lewis area. One of my dear friends from college, you know, the wedding starts at 6. About 5.45, he shows up to the wedding. Uh, this was back in the day of, of you're trying to ma- minimize the amount of cell phone minutes you would use because you're charged per minute. And I realizing my friend is not at the wedding, I look down and I have tons of missed calls. So I pick up the phone. The bride explains to me the DJ is not there. She's freaking out, justifiably so. Sure. I get a hold of my buddy. He goes, oh, bro, man, I'm just right around the corner, man. No big deal. It only takes like 10 minutes to set up, bro. And so we had the talk. I told him, hey, you really put me in a bad spot. He says, you know what? It won't happen again. The next week happens again. Happens again. Next week happens again. Happens again. And I don't remember how many times it happened again, but eventually I said, listen, I'm trying to run a business and you're hurting my reputation. He goes, I thought our friendship came first. And if you think it takes me two hours to set up, I'm not going to. And it was this whole thing of like, I said, you're not going to do it? He goes, no. And I said, well, you've already committed to DJ these weddings. I've already put your name on the file. You've told the bride you will personally be there. I've committed. He goes, tough bounce, buddy. And that's the last time I talked to that guy. And that happened with all of the friends I hired, yep. with an exception of nobody. But through the process, I met a guy who became my friend, who I didn't know previously, Andy Matherin, who he was the most diligent, hardworking DJ we had. He was an Oral Roberts University basketball player, and I saw his character based upon the, the way he works. And he became my good friend as a result of the way he works, Z. But I lost almost all of my friends as a result of hiring them. So now you look back, do you wish you hadn't hired them? No, I actually, uh, moving forward, I try not to make friends that I'm not doing business with. <laughs> That's how I do it. Uh, and, and why is that? Because when I see somebody and how they handle their money, I know that I'll like them. So like Devin Woolery's example. He's a great coder. Uh, he's going to come over to the house on Sunday. We're going to grill some bratwursts. Why? Because he's a good guy. He's worked with me for almost four years, and you see his character based on his work ethic. And I've just found as I get older... Um, I just, if I don't have the same values and work ethic as you, I don't have a whole lot in common. And so that's kind of my deal now is I kind of look for friends I work with. No, a- absolutely. And that's great advice. And you, you, how many people did you go through to find Devin? I mean, uh, you, two, how many coders did, dozen, you, did, two, did we go through? <laughs> a dozen? A dozen, yeah. yeah. So then when you finally get a good one and you said, right, they have good, good character, good work ethic, and, and they work here with you. Now, are you worried about how, how did you draw the line between you know, being the friend 
and then being the worker. Well, you know? I can say this. Um, Devin, in his almost four years here, has never crossed the line about doing anything unethical at all. And the relationship at work is that I'm the coach, he's the player. And uh, that's the relationship we have. And I think it's a lot like I've watched um, Tom Brady and, and Belichick's relationship over the years. Mm -hmm. And when they have these uh, player parties, sometimes they'll film them. And those two are like the best of friends. But on the field... Tom does not think he's above the correction, even now. And just the other night, they did the Falcons rematch of Patriots versus the Falcons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's interesting to watch the intensity of the instruction. And if you watch NFL Miked, where you can hear what they're saying, it's amazing to hear their dialogue back and forth and how even now, uh, Tom Brady is still getting correction. And he doesn't, he wants to be coached. He wants to get better. And so as long as that's the relationship, it's fine to be friends. But if someone doesn't want to get better, then it gets weird. Exactly. You know, we talk about number eight here, getting rid of negative team, negative family, negative people in your life. And, and the thing about it is, is that it's, it's, it's a hit or it's either a home run or a strikeout whenever you have someone you work with and then they turn into a friend. Right. Now, if they get, you know, if that entitlement comes in, if they get a bad attitude, if something's happening in their home life and they all of a sudden become not a good employee, ah. uh, you know, the, the, then what happens is I have found that when you, when you have to distance yourself from that person, now you lose two things. You lose an employee and a friend. It's, it's a tough, it's a tricky road. But when it's working, when you have a great employee who's also a good friend, yeah. that's Awesome. It's magic. Now, we come back. We're going to talk more about the art of getting things done. And Eric Chupp, Eric Butterchup, the business coach, <laughs> he is going to be asking us some hard-hitting questions from the Thrive Nation as we talk about the art of getting things done. We're going to come back and talk more about cutting negative family members and team members out of your life, how to know when to draw the line. And we're going to answer some of those tough business coach questions from Eric the Butterchup. Butterchup. Eric, Eric, are you excited about that nickname, Eric? I love the butter it. chap. I'm, I've never been more excited. Eric, his legs are like butter. I swear, like, oh, like yeah. butter. Huh. Butter, boom. Broadcasting from the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters, it's the Thrive Time Show. Anytime you get that air horn going, you know it's a good intro. Anytime you get that, do 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 do. See, anytime nice. you get that, see, have you ever used the air horn in the office as kind of a a segue? You're like, hey guys, now that we've talked about optometry sales and and caring for the human eye, do 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 do. It's time to talk about something else. No, but it's a move I need to incorporate because it is effective. It gets your attention and it goes, you know. Ooh, I got my son wow. the air horn, air horn effect now on his DJ system, and so nice. he's like, do 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 do. We're gonna have tacos. <laughs> He's on the mic. I'm not kidding. He's yeah. on the mic now. He announces. He MCs the family dinners. Choo, 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 choo. Hamburgers are ready. Choo, 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 choo. He hits it all the time. It's like it's stuck in my head. Choo, 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 choo. Do, you think, do you think that's choo, choo. In, his, in his DNA or is he doing it because he knows you did it? I think what happened is I think when God uh, made me, you know, God, God doesn't make any mistakes. But I think God was going... Let's screw up this one a little just to see what happens. And so I'm going to put a larger than average size head on this one. I'm going to make a huge cranium and I'll fill it with DJ knowledge. And so that's what happened to me. And then when my son was born, I noticed that kid's got a massive cranium. <laughs> got a big old melon. And it's only about two-thirds the size of my, my, of my melon. But it was a thing where I, I realized, man, that guy, 
uh, dear Lord, thank you for giving him a big gourd. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, he's just got sure. the, a cranium. It's just, it's just, it's epic. Magical. It's filled with DJ knowledge. And now, Z, before we went to the break, we were talking about optimizing your schedule, becoming more effective at getting things done by cutting out negative team members. Talk to me about negative family members. When do they draw? The, when do you draw the line? When do you say, okay? Yeah, I, w- I was saying earlier. I was had dinner with my son, and we were talking about this very thing. And that, and I said earlier about. You know, they tend to get a little bit more grace from you. In other words, what that means is you allow them to make more mistakes than you would allow somebody else to make. And the problem is, is if you don't do some correctional moves early on. Like I had one of my best friends come to work for me and really kind of entitlement, kind of took advantage a little bit of it, okay? I did drive your car and I used all the gas. My bad. I forgot. You know, if I'm not around, I mean, he pretty much kind of ran over the other employees a little bit and kind of, and they knew, well, we can't say anything because that's. Dr. Z's a really good buddy. And so it kind of got a little bit out of hand, and shame yeah. on me that I didn't dig in a little earlier, make some corrections a little earlier, and then finally got it so, so far out of hand. I said, I said, dude, we got to part ways. This is your. You when he go. changed the bathroom, there was a women's restroom and a men. He made it into a unisex and he made his own bathroom. That's when you knew it was too far. No, <laughs> he didn't, <laughs> okay. but that would have been too far. And people ask me all the time, how do you know? When it's time, if someone's being dysfunctional, if they're not being yeah, a good team know? member, how, how, do you, know? how do you know? How do you and know? I always give them the same answer. I say, okay, here we go. I, I give them the same answer. When, in fact, we were in an in-person workshop. It wasn't last month. It was a month before. Yeah. And I got the question. That was the question. Boom. I've got a lady that comes in. She's Boom. drama, drama, drama. She's a good friend. You know, when, what do I do? I can't get her to change. And she just brings negativity throughout the office. And it just, it's a Debbie Downer. Yeah. And I said, uh, well, you know what, ma'am? You're going to put up with that as long as you want to put up with that. What? I have to put up until I'm done. Does that mean? I mean, you know, being the boss, you get to decide how much of that jackassery yeah. you get to put up with. That's the that's the great thing that's about great being thing the about, boss. That is the great thing about it, you know. And the problem is though, if you don't nip it in the bud or if you don't deal with it, then it spreads. It's spread like a virus, like a weed in the garden, man. Wildfire. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing is Tim Ferriss, the best selling author of the four hour work week and a uh, a noted investor of Facebook and an investor in Twitter and Evernote and Uber, never heard of it. He says a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have. Now, Oprah Uh went on to say, surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you up higher. Higher. So I would just encourage you to marinate on that. Now, Chup, you have a a business coach question for Dr. Z. Before we move on to move number nine of the art of getting things done. Oh, yes. What's your question, my man? All right, here we go. First thing, I'm working with some people. We're we're getting through the branding. We're doing a lot of advertising. We're getting a lot of leads in. And uh, typically, you guys know this, but whenever you're running a business and you're starting it and you don't have a lot of employees, you're probably like the sales star. You're the sales superstar. You're passionate. You know, superstar. superstar. And you know how to sell. You know how to close the deal. You know how to get in front of people. Now, uh, what my question is, is... What, what's the first steps and when you want to scale that? You want to scale your sales. Well, how, how do you go about that? What's the first steps you need to take to try and get somebody to, to do that as good as you're As doing? is tradition, I'll give you the one, two, three, and then Z can one-up me. One, two, three, Z, Here one we go. Up me. One is you need to record your calls of you doing it the right way. Somebody has to see whether you're teaching someone to play football, teaching someone to shoot a basketball, teaching someone to do a sales call. You've got to show an example of doing the right thing. People learn by watching the right thing. Two, you want to document it. You want to write it down. You know, you want to write down your script. So whenever it works, you just want to transcribe it. And that way you have, this is what, to, this is how it looks. This is me, you know, this is a, a recording. This is written down. This is, it's documented. And the third is you want to role play 
because you want to practice until they can't get it wrong. You don't practice until getting it perfectly once. You want to practice until they can't get it wrong. And through repetition, people can learn. That would be my, my big three, Mr. Eric Butterchup. Oh, my gosh. Butterchup. See, what do you got? And I would add on to that. That's exactly right. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I would add on there that you assume nothing. Oof. You know, one of the things that happens whenever you've done it and done it over and over and over, you just assume that, you know, people greet, they build rapport, oh, they, yeah, right. they, you know, they all the moves that you know that you do to kind of, hey. <laughs> right. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, winky, even winky. Your, hey. Even get your fake laugh down. <laughs> That's so uh, good. That I is have... good. You're the you're the best. I can see why you want to do business. Super with me. negative, terrible, bad, but funny example. It's funny now because it's far <laughs> enough in the past. We have a, a person. That, no, this is a person who used to work with us back in the day. Yeah. And they, I told him, I said it's very important that you build rapport with the women at the at the bridal shows. Build rapport. They said rapport. First they said rapport. I remember that. I said rapport. I said no rapport. No, rapport. R a p p o r t. So what does that mean? I said well, you want to get people to like you and trust you. Yes. Uh, but I didn't teach specifically what questions to say. Now, years later, I scripted this out, and I put all the scripts on a clipboard, and the team had to actually use them over and over, and they were only allowed to ask those questions. Yes. But previous to that, I just taught the principle, which is not actually a scalable thing. So this man walks up to this, this woman walks up to the booth with her, you know, which, which she walks up to the booth and says, hi, I'm looking to find out more information about hiring a DJ. And he goes, oh, great. And so, uh, is, it, is this your mother? Now, the problem is the person he asked, is this your mother, is her sister, who's about the same age. But through a series of, uh, of uh, excessive binge eatings, she has weighed now significantly more than the other person. And uh, we're, we're, they're, 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 they're twins. See, you see, they're actually the same age because they're right around the same age, like minutes <laughs> apart. And so the lady goes, no, it's my twin sister. And you could see not only the rage, but the, it was like just the weirdest thing ever because they're the exact same age, yet one was twice the size of the other, and they're twins. And you know this has got to be a thing, you know? Yeah. So she walks away, and I look at the guy, and I said, dude, that was, that was the good news is you'll remember that one. That was pretty <laughs> epic now, fail. Now, the same man at the bridal show the next day, a woman walks up, and he's like, so hey, when's the baby due? But there's no baby due because she's not pregnant. Oh, and epic I'm like, fails. dude, you cannot say words anymore. And then I was driving back <laughs> from Dallas, and one of our sales guy goes, no, he just doesn't know what to say. You have to script it. But this was right. a guy who used to tell women, you know, you look great for your age. I mean, just, just endless passive-aggressive insults that apparently his family <laughs> thought were funny. But he, he just, I don't understand it. And so and not, you can't assume these people know. I'm just telling you, you can't, Z. You can't assume that they know, you know, the basics. You've got <laughs> to break it down like you're teaching a third grader how to sell, you know, how to sell the stuff, right? I mean, right. And, and you're like, I've got to tell them that? Yes. I've yes. got to tell them to insert the key before I turn it? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. You turn the key before you turn oh. the car. Oh, put, grasshopper. Put key in the car before. Wax uh, on, wax on. So super. So super. So. And we come back, we're going to talk more about the art of getting things done. How do you get more done? How do you find the time to both wax on and wax off? My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. Stay tuned. Back to the business coach radio show that taught Yoda the force. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Oh, Thrive Nation, get off your X-Wing, get off your TIE Fighter, put down the Millennium Falcon, land that thing, put down the lightsabers, and get out a pen and paper, because we're talking about how to get more things done, the art of getting things done today. We're moving on to move number nine on this episode of Business School Without the BS. Hey, before we hit number nine oh. real quickly... 
You you touched on you, you know we taught Yoda the Force and, oh, and yeah. then you had some nice Star Wars tie-ins to mm. the Thrive Nation out there. You know they're coming out with a new movie this um, Christmas, <laughs> The Last Jedi. Have you guys seen any of the trailers or know anything about it? Well, I, here's the thing: is I know that all of the movies that are coming out from Disney now, where basically they you know Disney bought the license, they bought the rights to they they own it now. They own the Star Wars Just franchise, four billion dollars from George Lucas. Yeah. And the other company he started, Pixar, mm-hmm. they own that. So basically, yeah. what is Disney is George Lucas. So I know that George Lucas had a series that he wrote out for a long time. So he actually wrote an original nine books, of which he just decided to start and make the first three, um, which he didn't make them in order. But the point is, I know that they're sticking to a lot of it, and they've hired... I cannot remember the director's name, but the way he's doing it, it looks so... Accurate visually. J.J. Abrams did the first couple reboots. I don't know if he's doing this one or not. But I, I mean, I really it, they know. look I'm great. Look it up. They look really good. I mean, the way that the visually, the, the ones they made after the first three, I thought were kind of tacky. It looked like the spaceships weren't real and things were kind of like, you know, I guess everything else was plausible. But I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I thought that just seems kind of whack. But now the, the new ones have been great. I, I've, I've enjoyed the past couple and I, I, I plan on. Uh, Dressing up like uh, Darth Vader and waiting, nice. waiting in line. Can I tell you guys there? something? Can I tell yeah, you something? No, tell us. I've never seen a single Star Wars. Come on! Am I am I ejected from the box? I have to leave the box right now. Are you now? serious? I'm Butter serious. Chop. I mean, seriously. Hey, hey I want. How long have you been a communist? <laughs> how long have you worked directly with the Red Empire? I mean, are you? We're running on 30, 34 years now. No, no. I, I just never seen them. I don't know what the deal I is. I noticed there was a lot of North Korean viruses put on the computers. Oh, and that, now I know who yeah. did it. Mm, no, definitely not me. Now, but. Z, move number nine. You want to get your inbox down to zero, okay? Now, work with me, as opposed to checking it throughout the day. Now, you and I could argue about this a little bit, but I want to give you an example. Arianna Huffington, who was the lady who obviously co-founded the Huffington Post, um, she talked about how she got to a place in her life where an email would come in like every 10 seconds, yeah, and she would respond, and she couldn't ever be mentally present. So she's like, I'm just constantly, and she's like, and then my phone, it sends the message to me, and she's like basically begins to develop monkey brain where she can't respond to the email. She just now knows she got a new one. And it's almost this like stress, and you're never able to be home or not home because you're constantly digitally tied to the office. So for somebody there who's got like three thousand emails in their inbox and they're constantly checking it when they're out to eat, they're with family. Walk us through how do you get more stuff done by not incessantly checking your email constantly? Well, what happens is unless you unless you're expecting something very, 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 very important. So there is that off that one off that says, "Okay, one check it incessantly tonight because you're expecting something very important." Do and I you get need to, to go to heaven? <laughs> you need to, <laughs> it's a new and, system, and you, and you need and, and you need to. This is God. I'll email you by five <laughs> immediately. But for the most part, I love that's that's the system I use. What I do is I clear my box in the morning. I, I address everything, and then about. Maybe twice throughout the day, about midday, and then the end of the day, I check it again, and then I'm then I'm done. You, that the checking it all the time is just—it's almost a neurotic behavior. It's Maddening. almost like an OCD kind of behavior, you know. You remember that song, "The Crying Game," or the movie "The Crying Game," about the dude who dates the girl, and he finds out later that she is a dude. I heard about it. I never watched it. Whatever. I never saw it. Okay, yeah. whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, so <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> 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 I, I, whatever. No, I, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. No, so here's the thing is, uh, my favorite movie, no, I'm just kidding, but the thing about the movie that, that it's, it's interesting is that it's kind of a movie where um, the, the the character, he's he thinks he's in love with this woman and he finds that at the end that it's a dude and it just destroys his life. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who think 
that if I just check my emails throughout the day, I'm going to become like a hero, Z. I'm going to be the best salesperson ever. I'm going to be the best. My boss is going to love me because I respond within seconds. But they end up becoming the least productive person. It's like what they thought it was, it isn't. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And you see a person who's intelligent reduced to the level of like an idiot monkey brain level because they're in a meeting with you. They're in a staff meeting with you, and they're responding mm -hmm. to emails during the meeting. Yeah, they're checking them. It's actually a neurofeedback that gets developed in that, and it becomes almost in a... Um, you know, an addiction. Yeah. And and Ding. they and they get that. Yeah. If especially if it's a push. If it's a push, take off those. As we we talked about in yesterday's show, you can always go to Thrive Time Show. And we have every show, and there's a podcast. You so, got to go to the podcast. Yeah. You're sitting there going, number nine. I missed the first eight, or you know, I missed the first seven. Yeah, they're on yesterday's show. Now then, what I was when I'm getting that is that it almost becomes an addiction. It's almost like it is oh, an addiction. Yeah. And and it's and then it's when you get that addictive behavior, then it starts to control you, and you not controlling it and when things start to control you that's unhealthy and then you become george michael and then you become and then next thing you know what he had a binge heroin night and died there whatever. you go no, that's, that's, that's what's gonna, gonna happen could, if you check your emails too much i, I don't think it correlates it that's oh, not, I don't okay. think that's <laughs> a, now move number 10 an entrance drug or something is you want to stop arguing about religion now dale carnegie says this this is during the context of work we're talking about how to get things done at work Dale Carnegie, the best-selling author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, who wrote the book that Warren Buffett says, quote-unquote, changed my life. Stop arguing about religion. So here's an example. People who've spent their entire lives studying the Christian faith got to some point of disagreement, and they go, you know what, I'm going to start the Assembly of God denomination. And then someone else is like, well, you know what, I disagree with you, so I'm going to start the new, the new Southern Baptist, because the Baptist wasn't really, I'm more Southern Baptist. Someone else says, I disagree with you so much, I'm going to start the Church of Christ, and I'm going to ban music. And someone else goes, I'm tired of you banning music, so I'm going to do a free church where I'm going to play any music I want. And there's thousands of, I mean, literally, there are thousands of denominations, and it's because people just argue about something over and over and over. Z, what's your rules for arguing about religion during the workday? I mean, do you devote 90% of your workday to arguing religion? Or what percentage of your workday, 97%, 98%, what percentage of your workday do you spend currently arguing religion? Zero. Really? Zero. Come it's on. Just, it's a waste of time. And arguing is, is the word, the oper operative word there. I mean, obviously, if you're getting stuff done, you're working Unless you're working at a religious institution, <laughs> unless you're, you know, you're doing a hey Eric, a Eric, publisher Eric, and you're Eric, doing Christian manuscripts. Eric Butterchop, uh, real quick, uh, could you pass me that stapler? And by the way, I don't think we should have uh, uh, instrumentation in praise and worship. If you could pass that stapler, there great. you go, there you go. So, and then real quick, Z, if you could, uh, I just want to make sure you know, I I don't believe in the fruits of the spirit, but if you could pass the fruit, that'd be great. It, exactly, but. <laughs> <laughs> And that really is kind of a broad term or a lot of things that really don't matter to the work day. Right. You know, in other words, the filter is what's best for the business at hand. And having employees sitting there, number one, arguing about anything is inappropriate. Could arguing you pass the openly gay paper, please? Because <laughs> I, I think that's okay in my Religion opinion. or politics. Politics yeah. is, is probably something that was a little hotter last year. As you know, that was a very divisive year. It seems like, it seems like we're very... This country's, you know, hey, got a lot of divisiveness in it. See, I mean, you and I are going to form a partnership, but not in that way, if you know what I mean. Uh, exactly. But could we talk about it at church this week or right now? No. Okay. <laughs> That's what people do, though. You see it all the time. It's dysfunctional. Stop doing it if you want to get stuff done. Move number 11. Stop arguing about politics. I can't wait to fake argue with you about politics on this show, because there's so many people that get so worked up about this. It's like, in your mind... 
When Barack Obama, when President Obama was elected, it's like the world stopped and it was horrible and you cried and you lamented and you went on Facebook and now Trump's in office and you're crying and you're posting on the work Facebook. See, you're posting on the work Facebook Drives about your frustrations with the commander in chief. Either way, left, right, I want to get your take on this because you're a guy who's politically active, but you're not sitting there arguing about politics during the workday. How do you draw the line? When do you draw the line? And how do you endorse candidates? How do you not endorse candidates? I mean, it's, it's all confusing. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on the radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. Bring it back. Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I won't forever mind. Oh, T Town 918. People out there in Tennessee, people in Fargo. Fargo, oh, don't you know? Yes, Fargo, welcome. Fargo chiropractors, all the chiropractors in Fargo. We love seeing you at the workshop. The exotic tropical pet store down there in Midland, Texas. We love seeing you at the workshop. Minnesota, Minnesota, it's not too cold to come on down to Tulsa. You can get on a plane this time of year. We can't wait to see you again at the workshop, New York. It's so fun to be. See, there's people all over the world now listening to the to the, to the podcast because rumor has it the internet is everywhere. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you, Alvin. Alvin, is it Alvin? Really? Well, Alvin, so you know, Alvin's wife. She is the one who gave us the parental advisory sticker sticker, which to me as a young youth was like the recommendation. Sticker. So I was like, if Tipper recommends this album, I'm going to get it. So I'm like, well, I don't think she was recommending it. I think oh, she was, that's what I was, that was a recommendation. She was a, you know, a warning that it had explicit language. I thought oh. R was for rad. Oh, no. That's, that's what we Rad. rad. <laughs> now, okay. Now, move number 11. If you want to get more things done, the art of getting things done. How do you get more stuff done during a workday? Is you got to stop arguing about politics. Now, Will Rogers, if he was here, he would say, this is a Will Rogers quote. He says, People's minds minds are changed through observation, not through argument. Z, why can't you argue politics at work? Well, it, it, the problem is you're, you're, you think you're going to, hey, you know what? I'm going to change their mind. Absolutely. I'm going to do it because uh, my argument is so compelling. Yes. It works on my mind. President Obama's so the man. It, it must work on their mind. I loved his speech last night. You guys yeah. want to see Obama's speech and, last and, night? It was and, awesome. And, and what happens is, is that you just end up going round and round like a dog chasing its tail, and, and you end up just frustration, and you end up... You know, having a now a coworker or an employee not like you even more because you can sit there and argue with them, and you're not going to change their mind. Now, sales guys, I want to make sure you know we got to hit our quotas this week. We got to make calls. We got to we got to do it like right, like President Obama, who would get things done. Because we got to we got to change. And I have a hope for the future, like President Obama, and I want you guys to know I care about all of you equally, like President Obama. But the interesting one is when it's a customer. Oh, come on now, that's the interesting one. And that's when, especially if you have done what I have done over the last few election cycles, and that is publicly make known, i.e. putting, you know, posters and okay. signs on my buildings. You put up the Bridenstine sign. For example, yes. You, you said you support Bridenstine on the side yes. of your building at 65th and Memorial, and he happens to be on the right side of the aisle. 
Yes. You also did erect a wall with a gun turret when you put the you put all the all the barbed wire up there now and that you, is and not you, a you true put up statement. all the flags and you That's, you wore a cowboy hat you were, you and were you doing kept, well now and you put and you put gold everywhere and guns everywhere and people thought what is this new guns and gold motif? What is, what is the new guns and okay, gold? Okay, you just put up a sign. Okay, I put, I put up a sign. <laughs> yeah. We can live with that. You, as usual, you went just a that's what people are thinking, though. I think some people drive by going, well... A little bit of embellishment. There. You know, there's people who are thinking, they drive by going, see, that's the guns and gold guy. He that's, put up the Bridenstine yeah, yeah. sign. He, all I, he cares about is guns and gold. Exa- exactly. And, and what that did is it, it let people know publicly my views on, on said race, and it created some uh, backlash. It, it created some arguments. It created some discussions with customers. And you say, and would you, when your customer would come in, did you, would you say, there's two sides to this argument. There's one that's right and one is wrong. So I, I would prescribe you to leave this building. <laughs> is that what you would do? How that how you would handle it? No, 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 oh, no. Because oh. I still want their business. Oh yeah, okay, my bad. But it, and it's a it's a touchy thing to step out. You know, put signs in the, in your yard, put signs up on your buildings, guns and public, gold everywhere to, to publicly announce who you're supporting because. You know what? There's nobody out there that has 100% support. I don't care how great a person they are. It's just the way it is. Someone's going to be on the other side of every issue. And for anybody who's looking for some historical context, uh, Abraham Lincoln, who famously ended up uh, ending slavery officially, what he did was he ran as a moderate. And once he got into office, he let people know, surprise, I'm going to end slavery. And guess who didn't agree with him? His own wife. And so, I mean, he, he, did, he had a house divided. I mean, he, he wanted to end slavery, and his wife's like, I would rather you not get a bullet in your head. Why don't we not take up this fight right now? Why don't you stay alive? And so her whole thing was, let's not upset everybody right now. Let's kind of... So I'm just telling you, whether you take a side for, for against slavery back in the day, or you're taking a, any, any kind of stance at all, according to Aristotle Z, the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing. Wow. Think about that. Wow, that's deep, isn't it? Aristotle, the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing. So you chose to do something. Did you have to educate your team on on the far-right extreme values of the Libertarian Party, or how did you do it? Did you have like a, <laughs> a lot of workshops or what? No, no, they they had kind of known. I mean, they, they, they knew my bent. I mean, they knew me, and so they were all pretty good with it. I think there was maybe some a few employees that didn't agree with it, but they didn't really step up and want to argue about it or make a big deal out of it. It was just a few customers that came in and did, and, you know, and they gave the old, I'm not doing business with you anymore. I'm not doing business with you anymore. Yeah, if you're supporting that, if that's the way you feel. Yeah. And I'm kind of going, I understand, and, and there's a fine line of, of bringing your personal and bringing your your political views in with your business views. It's not necessarily something I recommend for everybody to do, but every now and then, every well, now and then, you're going to catch a gear and you want to make a stand, and you know what? And that's okay. You know, the only thing I thought was weird is when you put up the sign that said, we no longer take cash or check or any part of the Illuminati payment systems were just going to take gold. I thought that's when it was a little... Or guns. Or, yeah, you said or ammunition. Straight guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now move number 12. I want to ask you this, and I want to get Chup's feedback on this too, is stop focusing on what you cannot control. Marcus Aurelius, this is the guy who was the Roman, Empire, uh, Roman emperor, he once said, waste no more time arguing about what a good man should do. Be one. I see a lot of people sitting there arguing about you know, the weather or whether their boss is a good person or the, 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 the life of their boss outside of work. You know, like, oh, my boss, my boss is a good guy, but then it turns out that, you know, he, he's, got a, you know he's going through this or he did this. Or, and it's, it's all this, like, arguing about let's just attack leadership. So I want to get 
your take on this first, Dr. Z, and then I want to get your take on this too, Chip. Focusing on what you can't control. Z, what are, you, what are the things you see people focusing on a lot that they absolutely cannot control? And you as a boss or an owner or a partner, you're going, would you just stop focusing on that and focus on selling something? You know, social media has really made this get out of hand in, in a lot of offices. Um, you know, people are wanting to talk about other people's lives. We mm. call it, we call, we give it good old-fashioned word. You know what that word is? It's called gossiping. Ooh. We have a zero policy of gossiping in all my businesses, yet it still goes on. Shocking. Shocking. Is that shocking? Shocking. Shocking. I know. Shocking. And, and it's one of the worst things that can happen <laughs> because it lowers morale. It, it is so frustrating. And as you know, when you tell a story over and over and over and it goes down the line, it changes. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, yeah. And so not only do you have people wasting time talking about things that they can't control and they shouldn't even be talking about, but now you have decreased morale in the office. And by the time it's gone through five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people, I mean, it's, it's gone from, the, you know, the guy, you know, pick, pick a story. I mean, he had a, a handgun go off in his house to, you know, he's, you know. Mass murder. Out, yeah, mass yeah. murder, you know. And so. It's so it, it's very unproductive. It's very unprofessional, and we have a rule in my family. And the rule is this: is that if somebody calls me, and says, "Hey, hey, how's your brother? How's he doing? How's your brother doing?" How's I Chuck go, first wagon? of all, I got a lot of brothers, so you got to be more how's specific. How's Roy Wagon? How's and I'm Chuck like, wagon? well, you you know them and have their number. If you want to talk about how's Easy E doing? If you want to talk about Easy E, then you need to call Easy E. Uh, right? I was going to call. I want to talk I about to just run it through you Eric first. or Roy or Chuck. Or my Here, here's call the them. here's the dirty Tulsa move. What is it? This is the move. Yeah, uh, Doctor Z, I want to talk to you real quick about uh, Easy E. I was going to pray for him, and I just wanted to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? The move where it's and like I just wanted to pray for him, so I wanted to know what's going on. You've seen that move in Tulsa. Oh, That's a Tulsa it. move. You see, I've heard this. Is it true? Oh. And like, you know what? That's a great question for my brother. Yeah. And why don't you call and talk to him? And here's his number if you don't have it. Um, because I'm not going to sit there and get into a discussion. And that's what I try to encourage my employees to do is is don't if if you're not talking about yourself. Then stop talking. My body. Now, Chuck, I want to ask you this question here because you work with a lot of coaching clients, a lot of business right. coach clients. You've helped them grow their businesses tremendously. What are some things that you've seen clients over the years focus on that doesn't matter, but yet they want to focus on it? And you've had you, you've helped them now. Right. What are some things they want to, by default, focus on? A lot of the things that, that we get into when we start really drilling down with with business owners that we work with is it's a lot of emotional things, right? They're the way they're reacting to what someone else did or what a competitor decided to do. And I've heard you talk about this, Clay. It's kind of like arguing with gravity. Yes. Like you can argue all day with gravity, but if you go jump off this building, I guarantee you, you're going to hit the ground. Can I give right? you an example? At Elephant in the Room, one of our competitors kept stealing our signs. So we opened the store in Broken Arrow. Every time we put our signs up, they get stolen. And you know what? I knew he was going to steal the signs. It was like an Ace of Base size, uh, Ace of Base song. I saw the signs. I stole the I signs. I saw the signs, and I saw him steal them there in his truck, and I saw him do it. So it was a deal of like I could spend all my time and energy do it, talking to him, chasing him down, be, you know, cutting him off, talking to him, meeting with him. But instead, we decided just keep buying more signs. Just keep winning. Like, because quit we're, about we're it. winning. But the thing is, is like, yeah, if I think about it too much, it irritates me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably, you could file an injunction. You could film them. You could have a committee about it. <laughs> you could go get him. You could fight him. But yeah, you probably could, but these are all wastes of time. The whole point of being in business is to win. And I then you hate yourself, is, right? Like, you do. Yeah. You feel frustrated. When we come back, we're talking about move number 13, which is one of these big rules, is be a lover and not a fighter when possible. Oh, oh, yeah. How to get stuff done. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio.